Hi there, I'm James Dapache, and this is Coffee and a Case Note. Team, today we are going to have a chat about a derivative action, a liquidation, an appeal, and a cross appeal. And we're going to start off a little bit confused, but by the end, it's all going to make sense, I promise. So we have this mining company. Uh, the mining company has two directors and two shareholders, and those directors and the shareholders are the same person. So two natural people. Now, those two natural people have a falling out, and as a result of that falling out, a winding up order is made on the just and equitable grounds in the Corporations Act. So liquidators are appointed to wind up the company. All right. Before that happened, one shareholder director applied to the court to seek leave to bring a derivative action on behalf of the company to stand in the company's shoes to sue the other shareholder and entities related to that shareholder. And essentially what the first shareholder was concerned about was revenue from a couple of mines being diverted away to entities related to the other shareholder. So there are two mines that are relevant for uh, this derivative application. In relation to one mine, the court says, tick, shareholder one, you have successfully caused the company to sue shareholder two and prove that shareholder two breached their duties. And so shareholder two has to repay that money back to the company. In relation to the second mine, the court says cross shareholder one, you have failed to prove that the revenue from that second mine that went to shareholder two's uh, friendly entities uh, was improperly paid because shareholder two came by that opportunity for the second mine in a manner unrelated to the mining company at the heart of the dispute. So shareholder one stands in the shoes of the company Sue's shareholder two, wins for one bit, loses for the other bit. Okay. What happens next is that shareholder one decides uh, they want to appeal and shareholder two uh, decides that they want to appeal. And in fact, shareholder one's appeal is technically a cross appeal. And so uh, the matter comes before the court. And the way it comes before the court that we're going to discuss today is actually the liquidators seeking advice pursuant to S90-15 of the insolvency, the relevant insolvency practitioners rules, which is a really similar mechanism to section 63 of the Trustee Act judicial advice that we sometimes speak to. And is in, in essence, in proceedings like this, uh, the uh, liquidators or parties in a similar position will come before the court and ask yes, no questions. Would we be justified in doing X? And the liquidators in this case come before the court and ask a few questions. Uh, and some of them are, uh, question one, for, for want of a, a better number to start with, uh, would we, the liquidators, be justified in defending shareholder two's appeal? Would we be justified in incurring the legal costs and all the associated uh, drama uh, with defending that appeal. The second question that the liquidators seek the court's advice on is would we be justified in not opposing shareholder one's cross appeal? So do you remember how shareholder one claimed for two mines? Well, they are cross appealing in order to press the point in relation to that second mine. 
And then another question that liquidators come before the court that we might just call question three for the sake of today's discussion is would we as liquidators be justified in instructing the same lawyers that shareholder one used in relation to shareholder one's original derivative claim? And so the court has to turn its mind to these issues, turn its mind to the case and give its advice. In relation to uh, would it be justifiable or would the liquidators be justified in resisting the appeal? In short, the court advises yes. Um, it'd be in the company's best interests and it would be consistent with the liquidators' obligations for them to appropriately resist the orders that are sought by shareholder two in that appeal because if shareholder two succeeds, of course the company will have less money and there'll be less money for the liquidators to deal with uh, in the liquidation, fewer funds to distribute in a solvent liquidation. So question one is a yes, I think that's the way we framed it, the liquidators would be justified in resisting the appeal. Regarding question two, would the liquidators be justified in not opposing shareholder one's cross appeal? Well, um, the court had to consider the relevant um, scenario of course, Shareholder 1's cross-appeal was, again, a derivative cross-appeal. It's an application for Shareholder 1 to stand in the shoes of the company. And because the company's in liquidation, the Corporations Act can't help Shareholder 1. Um, shareholder 1 can only stand in the company's shoes pursuant to the inherent jurisdiction of the court. But in any case, the court considered, well, Shareholder 1 has agreed to indemnify the company for any ugly adverse costs orders that might happen against the company. Um, if shareholder one succeeds, the company is going to get some more money. So uh, shareholder one's claim will either involve the company getting more money or will involve shareholder one having to go make some payments. And so the court said, yes, the liquidators would be justified in not opposing shareholder one and just saying shareholder one, you go get on with that claim. In relation to the third question, which you might remember, um, was about the liquidators wondering whether they would be justified in instructing the previous firm of lawyers that shareholder one had instructed uh, to help with defending shareholder two's appeal. The court said, yes, the liquidators would be justified in instructing those same lawyers again and sort of worked through the mechanics. So the liquidators existing lawyers would remain involved, but the previous lawyers that shareholder one engaged would also be engaged by the liquidators to provide some case-specific assistance. And so what we have is uh, the liquidators coming to the court for advice, getting it, and we can only assume marching on following uh, those uh, bits of advice from the court. I hope that chat assisted you, and I look forward to joining you again soon for another coffee and another case note. Cheers.